A white man? No! Hello and welcome to the Unsub is a White Man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we are back with a much more exciting Criminal Minds recap this time. I love this one. I love this one too. (laughs) I didn't think I remembered it or I remembered it incorrectly as a different episode at first. I remembered it as the same one, I'm sure. Yeah, one later in this season. Yes. And uh, once I got into it, I was like, oh yes, I remember this one and I was so excited about it. Yeah, this episode is just, it's everything I love. Mm -hmm. It's like moral panics, Satanism, cults. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Yep. I love it so much. They go all in right from the beginning. I love it. Yeah. So uh, this one opens up with uh, joggers in the woods. In the woods is never a good idea in a cold open. Either you're going to find a body or you're going to be the body. Yep. And we have to figure out which one it's going to be. So, you know, like... I just kind of low-key expect to find a body every single time Absolutely. I go for a hike or like a trail run. Yeah. Um, it's never happened for me, though. But Well, you're, you still have time. <laughs> I was I'm going to keep going. I was really glad because, well, my, my second note on this episode was, phew, this would never happen to me because I would never be alone in the woods. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm not afraid of this situation. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a boy and a girl, teenagers, the girl jogger tells her boyfriend to go on without her and they'll meet somewhere later. Um, and it's funny because there's like lots of just really normal noises for being yeah, in the woods. Yeah, just like but woods like, noises. Yeah, but the background music they use make it all seem very treacherous mm-hmm. and scary. Like I think that's just a squirrel in a tree that Yeah, it's hear, like a breaking but, stick, you know, yeah. and you're like that... Have you ever been in the woods? That's what it sounds like. Um, But yeah, it's super creepy. Uh, She takes off running. Um, Did you notice what she's wearing? Her her jogging outfit? Yeah. Her uh, velour tracksuit. Yeah. Those are, that's how you can tell you're not a runner. Her juicy couture. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Those are terrible for running. They do not breathe at all. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, she stumbles across her boyfriend who's laying there and he's suffered a head wound. Um, you see somebody approaching and she screams. So. It's a very ominous yeah. foot shot of our unsub there. Yes, he's got like black boots. That's all you see. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the local police arrive. Uh, they load the boy's body onto a gurney so he's clearly dead. Um, they talk about how he's the quarterback of the local football team. Yeah, and at this point I was like, okay, these actors are supposed to be high school kids? Sure. Yeah, because, you know, they're like, they're like 27. Oh, they're yeah, they all look like in their <laughs> 20s and 30s. Yeah. It's like Regina George and Mean Girls. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this kid's name was Adam. Another cop calls the sheriff, sheriff over, says there's something he's going to want to see. Um, there's another body that's very badly decomposed, which also shows signs of a head wound. Um, the sheriff moves a branch to take a closer look at something behind the body and announces that they're going to need a lot more than the CSI Mm. people. So ominous. What could it be? Yeah. We're not going to find out yet though. Not quite yet. Um, because we jump to the BAU mm-hmm. and uh, we watch Reed um, putting as much sugar into his coffee as I do in the mornings, <laughs> which is a lot. Nope. As a black coffee drinker, this is an abomination. Yeah. It's just just 
full on pouring it in. I love it. <laughs> I love Reed. Uh, Reed says he has a late night and Morgan's like, Ooh, my man. Right. And I was like I very would, Jason Momoa. <laughs> I would love for us to pause briefly and just speculate wildly about what could have kept Reed up all night. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Morgan's speculation is that he was watching Star Trek and making fun of the physics mistakes. Mm. And Reed's like, actually there aren't that many mistakes. There are some like, you know. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess because when I think of Star Trek, I really am thinking of Galaxy Quest. Mm. And so I think that maybe nothing quite adds yeah. that. Uh, so Reed tells him that he's having nightmares. And then Morgan gets really serious. He's not messing around anymore. And he tells him he needs to talk to Gideon about it. Uh, but their conversation gets cut short because they have a case. Uh, so JJ is telling them all about the bodies in the woods. Hotch says that there was evidence found that could cause an uproar. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm noticing this thing about Hotch where he never answers anything directly. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know that they do that, like, it's dialogue and it's, like, supposed to be for dramatic effect. But, like, every time he does it, I just think that, like, how I would react if I had a boss who just talked around everything <laughs> in circles all the time and how unbelievably annoyed I would be. Actually, we know what that's like because we work with children in our real lives. So we yeah, have that conversation yeah. quite often. Every conversation <laughs> takes 45 minutes longer than it needs to mm-hmm. and with a lot of tangents. Um, so anyway, Gideon just looks down at the photo and goes, Satanic cult! <laughs> <laughs> And then we see the photo, and it's a pentagram carved into a tree with Satan Lives L-O-D carved underneath it, and it's also painted red. Oh, that's how you know it's bad. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if, like, you know, is Gideon implying that this could be the work of a a satanic cult, or that people think that it's a satanic cult, and then Mm. they're going to panic, because he should know that, like, there that are never no satanic happens. cults. Yeah. That doesn't exist. What I love is that they demonstrate the satanic panic from the moment Gideon decides it's a satanic cult. Yeah. He panics immediately. Yes. <laughs> yes. The general public is very prone to moral panicking, as, as is, is Gideon. the BAU team. <laughs> um, so then we get our first uh, end cap quote. Which is Sir Peter Ustinov said, unfortunately, a superabundance of dreams is paid for by a growing potential for nightmares. Oh. Ooh. Uh, on the plane, Elle seems pretty confused about Satanism. Again, Isn't Elle often confused? She's often though. confused. And also, she, like, Reed, you know, gives the rundown about the satanic panic of the 80s and everything. Yeah. Again, Elle is old enough to remember this happening. Right. Like she would have been in like middle school, high school. Like I was like, you know, like early elementary school when it ended. So like. It went on for a long time. Oh yeah. It was like, you know, the early eighties to the mid nineties. Yeah. Um, and he also references Michelle remembers, which is the book. Have you ever read that? No. It is. It's insane. The most insane thing. I have ever read in my entire life. Is it like so insane you can't believe that people believed it? Yes. Oh my uh. God, yes. Like in this memoir, she's talking about how she, um, you know, this it's a, this woman who's had all these repressed memories about how she was tortured by a satanic cult when she mm-hmm. was five. And at one point um, has horns and a tail so like surgically sewn onto her body. What? And the the book, the book's explanation for why she has no scars is because the Virgin Mary took them from her. 
And people read this and then they went, sounds legit. Let's base real court cases on things like this. What? I'm so confused. Oh my God. It's yeah. Like I listened to like a podcast series where they were describing it and I was Mm. like, there's no way. (laughs) So then I, yeah, I found a copy of it like on like, cause it's not in print anymore. You can't find them anywhere, but I found, um, like a PDF of it online and it was, it was so entertaining. It's but like, insane, completely the insane. The 80s were a simpler time, weren't they? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, think about like all the QAnon stuff. Yeah, I guess that's People true. People are still buying it. Yeah, it's everywhere. But Which, I, I prefer to think of it as that's a thing that <laughs> used to happen and we're all smarter now. Yes, we're all much smarter now. <laughs> um, so yeah, all I basically want is for just Spencer Reed to talk to me about the satanic panic all for the I rest of my life. All I just want Spencer Reed to talk to me. I know. It's like my dream my pillow talk. It's yeah. just him telling me about... 80s mm-hmm. Satanism. We just hang out and he can talk to me about true crime. Yes. <sighs> uh, Hotch points out that all of the claims from the Satanic Panic era were proven either false or impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, Gideon, however, says that he's not sure that devil worship doesn't exist. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, I mean, there are like individuals like Richard Ramirez, who like yeah. claimed to be worshiping Satan, yeah, but, but he was also just mentally ill. Yes, he was a sadist. He was a drug addict. He had yeah. schizoid personality These disorder. Delusion. Yeah, so he's just like he's using Satan as an excuse for things that he was yeah. going to do anyway. Right. You know, like there's no organized cults that are worshiping Satan. Like even the Church of Satan doesn't believe that Satan really exists. Right. They're like, just atheists. Yeah. They worship Ayn Rand. Yeah. Which yeah. is worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than the devil. It really is. <laughs> um, but yeah, Gideon says that there's never been a confirmed case of satanic ritual sacrifice. And Morgan says, well, maybe there is now. Oh. Oh, probably not. Because there's never been right. one. So. Probably not. It's not very likely. Yeah. So we photo jump back to that dump site. Mm-hmm. Um, Reed confirms that the skeleton is that of a male based on the, uh, shape of the pelvis. Um, there's also melted wax all over the base of the tree with the carving, like the carving, like it doesn't look intimidating to me. Like it looks childish. Like they should immediately know that this is like, it's nothing serious. Kids messing around. Right. Um, it just, it doesn't look sinister. Um, but they think the wax is probably from a candle. Um, Reed Genius. starts t- talking about the history of birthday celebrations and the sheriff is like super not impressed at all. Yeah, I love his like, what kind of doctor are you? Yeah. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so Hodge and Morgan are talking with another cop about Adam, who's the boy jogger. Um, he was a football player, so he's not a weak kid. Um, they wonder if he was specifically targeted or if he just happened to be there. Um, Elle wants to know if a cult would even care who their victim was. Uh, yeah, it's I like, would guess no, right? Well, like, first of all, like, there's no no evidence that this was a cult or even more than one unsub. So yeah. shut up, Elle. Um, but also, like, it, I guess it would depend on what the ritual was. Like, you don't know what the ritual is, and it yeah, might... Yeah, I guess you can need one specific. I guess the stereotype is, like, you just need a human. But, well, not really, because, right, you need, like, virgin women. Yeah, like, does it need to be, like, of... or do you have to sacrifice, like, a mother? Or yeah. do you have to sacrifice... Like a virile a... male yeah. or something? Yeah, so, like, it would totally depend on what this non-existent sacrifice is. Yeah. Um, 
So Hotch says that it was a blitz attack and a high-risk victim in daylight with a weapon, they assume a rock, that was just found at the scene. Elle says it's disorganized and could be a cult. Mm. And Morgan agrees since the Manson crime scenes were disorganized. Um, the Manson killings were not ritualistic in no. any way. No. And everybody involved in those was out of their goddamn minds on LSD. Right. So, but just like a satanic cult. Exactly. Um, Elle says the middle of a well-traveled path isn't really a good place for a ritual killing, which is a good point. Point to her. <laughs> um, Hotch points out that it was just the place of attack and the unsub could have intended to just drag the victim somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But why didn't they do that? Right. Um, and would they have been able to do that alone? This is a pretty remote area. They keep saying that. But I guess they drove right up there. Yeah. And like, yeah, they keep like talking about like how dense the woods are and everything. Like they're not dense and the trail's very well marked, which I mean, obviously is just, that's where they found that was convenient for shooting. But it's just really funny that they're standing on this basically like dirt, like wide dirt road Road, in this sparsely treed forest. And they're like, boy, no one could ever find their way through (laughs) here. (laughs) Um, So Reed and Gideon are just pontificating about the possible meaning of what the LOD could be. Mm -hmm. Um, JJ wants to call Garcia about it, and the sheriff tells her that she's not going to get any cell reception here because they're, like, out in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. Um, Gideon asks if there are any cults in the area or any secretive groups, and the uh, sheriff says it's a very religious area. People go to services on Sunday, fellowship on Wednesday, and also Bible classes. Like, sir, you are describing a cult right now (laughs) is what you're doing. Um, But no, he says that if there was any secret group, uh, he would know about it. Um, To which I said, no, you wouldn't because they'd be secret. Inherently. Yes, and then... Reed immediately laughs and tells him that that's an inherent contradiction because <laughs> if they were secret, he wouldn't know about them. Exactly. Like, Reed and I just became best friends. <laughs> uh, but the sheriff's super mad about it and is insistent that nobody in town would do anything like this. Um, so then they are interrupted by a blonde lady who's screaming, Cherish. Now, I, right before we get to this, did you notice they're like, Climbing up this little incline to get down from where this little altar was back to the road at this moment. Mm-hmm. And um, Gideon turns and helps JJ up. And then Elle turns and offers her hand to Reed and helps Reed <laughs> up to the road. She's like, my lady. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. And like in the background while they were talking, but I caught it and I just died. It was nice. so good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the blonde lady is the blonde girl's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course the blonde girl's name is Cherish. Cherish. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, she tells the sheriff that her daughter was out here with Adam and now she's missing. So mm-hmm. now this case has taken a much different turn because nobody had any idea she was out there apparently. Um, so Gideon says that now they're looking for somebody who can overpower and attack one victim and abduct another without being seen. Reed suggests that it could be multiple unsubs and brings up the cult again. Mm-hmm. They're really uh, set on this they cult They really thing. are. Um, Hotch says it could just as easily be one person. Um, I keep forgetting that they don't know that the kids were separated at a time. So I guess yeah. Reed's theory isn't as stupid as I want it to be. Um <laughs> But you would think they would know, like, oh, yeah, they could very easily separate two people in the woods. Yeah. 
I don't like, know. Yeah. Like, since we know that they weren't anywhere near each other, it's totally easy to be like, yeah, one person could totally knock him out and then take the other girl. That wouldn't be yeah. hard, but chase her down or something. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many other situations and so many other episodes we've watched already where they or notice. One person does way more than that. Yeah. And well, <laughs> where they, where they're like at a crime scene and they like notice a hair on the floor and they're like, the victims were separated and then attacked yeah. one at a time. And they're here in the woods and they're like, if only there was a way to tell what happened here. Yeah. I'm surprised it's they couldn't so like track their footprints. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Ellen Morgan come back and they're like, wow, this is really rough country. Only a local would know their way around it. Uh, they're like on the, like the hiking trails, like right above LA, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Gideon wants to do a search party of locals, but he doesn't want to tell the sheriff that the whole purpose behind that is profiling the volunteers because Mm -hmm. they think the unsub would be the person type of person to insert himself into the investigation. Right. Um, so JJ suggests the search party and plays up the whole, like, I'm a small town gal. Yeah, she does the doe eyes at the grizzly old sheriff. Yeah. She's like, you got the stadies coming in? I know what it's like in a small town, sir. Yeah. So uh, he totally takes the bait. Uh, JJ and Reed head to town so that JJ can gather the search team and Reed can research whatever LOD might mean, which I just figure he's going to, like, sit down and be like, Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the yeah. examples. Yeah. Hey, Siri. What <laughs> does... Oh. oh, no. <laughs> you could try it and see yeah, what happens. Um, so then they meet this local reverend. Uh, he knows about Adam. Uh, he offers his whole congregation for the search party. Um, to put it in the words of my children, this guy is sus. Yes. Um, there is nothing more suspicious than a man of God nosing around a police station and offering to help in an investigation. Yes. And then looking over his shoulder ominously. Right. I wrote that down. The, the over-the-shoulder glance is such a red herring. They I wrote like, red herring. Too. They want him to look so guilty. They do everything other than just like amping up the music. Bum, bum. Yeah. It's him. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's much too overt. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reed is checking out the shrine to the football team in the police station, normal. which is so it's a weird. normal thing. Um, and then this like jock kid appears, and he's like, "Hey, did you play ball?" And I'm like, "Fucking look at him! <laughs> Does this guy look like he played ball? Any manner of sports ball whatsoever? <laughs> like he couldn't even swing a golf club." Um, this jock kid is Corey, who says that his dad, who's the sheriff, makes him play ball, and then they talk about Nietzsche. Um, which I still can't spell in case you were wondering. Yeah. Um, I, I hate this exchange because it's like the two most obnoxious kids in the philosophy department. Oh, yeah. Using It's like they used a thesaurus to make these lines of dialogue. Yeah. Nobody actually talks in this stilted, horrible yeah. way. This kid is totally the guy in your freshman philosophy class that you try not to sit next yes, to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like they have so many, both of them have so many things to say about this book that yeah. he has with him. So he is super impressed by Spencer being an FBI profiler, but then he's like, oh shit, if the FBI profilers are here, something bad must have happened mm-hmm. um the sheriff announces that cherish is missing they have to go find her uh cherish hansen he asks <gasps> how many cherishes do you know <laughs> um i don't know this is a pretty religious small town there maybe there's a bunch. True. there's cherish h and cherish m <laughs> yeah. in his grade and also charity yeah 
Um, but I noticed that he doesn't bother to mention to his son that his teammate and ostensibly friend Adam is dead. Yeah. Just doesn't. He's no, like, no, we no, gotta go find all, the girl. We've gotten over Adam very quickly. R.I.P. Adam. No one's yeah. coming to that funeral. They're very worried about <laughs> I guess, Jared. I guess they're just gonna talk about that on the ride over, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tons of people have sh- arrived to be in the search party and help look for Cherish. And the preachers um, there looking suspicious as all hell. Oh yeah. Um, and there's this curly haired guy. Uh, he has a line, so I'm guessing he's mm-hmm. probably gonna come back again. Um, Elle mentions that she's from Brooklyn and Morgan, as I recall, is from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that explains why they are unable to handle any manner of forest because <laughs> they're both city kids who are like, oh, there are too many trees. No one would ever be able to find their way through them. Dozens and dozens of trees out here. Yeah. So uh, the sheriff gives everybody instructions, and Gideon is just like people watching, looking for suspicious activity. Mm, Blazing in on people. Yeah, there's this one girl that just like keeps looking off into the woods in the direction of where they found the like desiccated body. Mm. Um, and you know what else I hated about this? They almost started redeeming Morgan in some of these last few episodes, and he is such a creep about these high school cheerleaders. Yeah. When all of the people are there. And like, even in this episode, it's like, there's so many times where you're like, oh yeah, Morgan, this is the Morgan I like. And then he like makes the comments and you're like, yeah. I'm like, these are children. These are little girls. Yeah. Grown man. It's so, every time he gets a little redeemable, they ruin it again. Um, also, on the Morgan topic, the reason that the sheriff was hesitant to use locals was because he didn't want them messing up a crime scene. Um, but Don't did worry, you notice, the BAU's there. <laughs> did you notice the first glimpse of the search that we get? Mm. It's just Morgan kicking the shit out of a bush. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, what if there was something in there? Like, he literally just walks up to it and just, like, roundhouse kicks <laughs> a bush <laughs> just to see if any evidence falls, falls out. out of it. Like, yeah, they they aren't really good at protocol. No, I'm like, oh, yes, Morgan, we know that kicking is your thing, yeah. but like not <laughs> in this particular situation. It's like, was he, was he expecting Cherish to like hop out of the bush? Yeah. <laughs> ah, you found me. Um, so Garcia is background checking all of the volunteers. The suspicious reverend is an ex-con. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just embezzlement though, so nothing violent. I just, I love how it's like, they're feeding names to Garcia, and she's just, like, Googling them really quick while they're all there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she says she's not really sure what she's looking for in terms of potential satanic cult members. Right. Like, like what, well, you wouldn't be able to know what that. What in your because, internet profile yeah. suggests satanic cult? There aren't any, so. so is it my Rosemary's baby profile picture? Is that <laughs> how you knew? Um. So there's another guy, and he's got a lot of debt and an assault charge. So, you know, clearly a Satanist. Mm-hmm. Um, JJ checks the map, and he's searching the woods with L. So I also don't understand the search party in this moment, because how are L and this guy just alone somewhere in the woods? Isn't the point... Like, when you see a search party like this, you're, like, only so many feet away from the next person on either side of you. So you can do, like, a full sweep of the area. Yeah, no, It's not just, just like, like, you and me buddy up and let's wander that, you're like, that you, a ways and see what we find. You guys get this square acre. Go mil- yeah. like wander about. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's not how this works. Yeah. No wonder this sheriff was uh, hesitant to do this. Yeah. Um, 
So, and then, yeah, JJ's like, I'm an expert. I've run search parties all over the country. And, and you're like, this like, is the best you can do? Go, go look. Uh, holler if you find anything. <laughs> Whistle twice yeah. if you find a body. <laughs> um, so it's, it's the curly-haired guy who had a line earlier. He's mm-hmm. just creepily following her around yeah. in the woods. He's not subtle about it. Um, but then all of a sudden he just, like, randomly becomes this, like, real chatty Kathy. Mm-hmm. He's just, like friendly like talking her ear off and she's like stop leave me alone um and he seems super dumb and not dangerous at all yeah just just weird but not dangerous uh but we are mercifully saved from more small talk when Elle finds a scrap of cherish's velour tracksuit and a note on a tree and it says satan commands a virgin be sacrificed at the next full moon and it's covered in blood i just i don't understand the system yeah which is it's it's, and it's very very red fresh Mm -hmm. looking blood yeah like Blood dries very quickly, and then mm-hmm. it doesn't look like that anymore. Right. Like, but, and like, it's up, it's, like, hung purposefully. Yeah, and it's, like, scribbled on notebook paper with a ballpoint pen. Yeah. And it's like, it's this so is weird. clearly a child. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Somebody's making this up as they go along, Yeah, there's guys. no high They're priest like, of Satan. This cult is so sophisticated. What could this clue mean? <laughs> Um, so yeah, we can assume that nobody found anything else at all because everyone's yeah. back in town, uh, at the police station, Reed yawns and Hotch just says, uh, Hey, we all get nightmares sometimes. And uh, Reed shot and killed a guy like four episodes ago. Yeah. So, like, he receives no like counseling, nothing. Yeah. He goes right back and then he the like field. watched another person get shot. Yeah. In the last episode. I, like he I should would be, be worried a if lot he of didn't have therapy. nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, but they're all just like, mm, suck it up. We all get nightmares. Damn, it's like, no, but this down. is not okay. <laughs> we don't acknowledge our feelings. Yeah. And then they decide to deliver the profile. Yes, which I wasn't even sure that we were going into it so soon, but we are. And I also thought this was like a bad PowerPoint presentation. Oh, it's it's terrible. It's so terrible. Yeah. So they start off by saying that there's never been a proven satanic cult case. Never fear. That's not going to stop them. No. Never a verified human sacrifice. There have been isolated cases of animal sacrifices, lots of vandalism, but this could be the one. It could be. There are cults that kill, just not in a ritual fashion. Killer cults exist, and they all have one thing in common. They're headed up by charismatic megalomaniacs. The leader will stand out and be memorable. People who aren't in his group will see him as strange, weird, or scary. Satanism is often practiced by younger males, so maybe we're looking for teenagers. Mm, maybe. Hmm. maybe. Heavy point, metal music. Science. Yeah, I love this one. Heavy metal music is often associated with Satanism. Like, like, Are they only listening by to Marilyn people, Manson? Only by people who think Satanism is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> they must listen to heavy metal music and play first-person shooter video games. Yeah. Maybe if you like, they like to listen to like Judas Priest songs backwards. Yes, definitely Satanists. <laughs> uh, these kids and their leader may reflect that in their look. So we're mm. looking for goths. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most likely there will be sex, drugs, and alcohol, mm. like any good party. Mm-hmm. The leader will be older. That's part of his charm. We have a predator. Yeah. He is from the area, definitely local. These woods are too thick and confusing for a visitor they are. to get around in. Yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah. Um, just a few things I, I noted about that, um, which was I liked that they were like, killer cults are 
led by a charismatic megalomaniac. And you're like, no, all cults. All cults. All cults. That's what a cult leader is. No one has to die. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I just, yeah, the like, the stereotypical like fake Satanist starter pack. It's like the only thing they were missing is like, they may gather in a basement to play Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) together. Is there a kid with dyed black hair and a studded belt in your life? Beware. They buy their eyeliner from Hot Topic. (laughs) Um, So the sheriff is like, no, I wouldn't know if there's somebody like this. And then his son, who's just there for some reason. Yeah, he just hangs out during the investigation. Just hanging out. Um, But he's like, oh, I I know that guy. Uh, His name is Mike Zizzo, and he graduated a few years ago. I'm sorry, I'm getting so excited about what's about to happen. He hangs out with the high schoolers, and they get high and listen to heavy metal music, and they call themselves the Lords of Destruction, and Reed's like, (gasps) L-O-D. He's like, I've been Googling this for seven hours. I don't even have a Facebook page. How do I join them? I loved this. Well, first of all, honestly, being in your 20s and hanging out with high school kids is a major red flag, so they're not wrong about that part. Yeah, for sure. But Um, I wonder, like... I mean, yes, it is. But like, if, if you're in some graduated. like, yeah, and if you're in like some like super rural backwoods area where no one ever leaves, yeah. like, is it that weird? It just depends how young, I guess, you're going on the young end. Yeah, but yeah, and how much sex, drugs, and rock and roll is really involved in the LOD, I guess. That's true. Uh, but this is, I I can barely contain myself. I feel like this is our big name. Uh, guest star for the first time. We finally have one and it's so good. Um, So Sheriff the, uh, sorry, Corey the Sheriff's kid, not Sheriff the Corey kid. (laughs) Uh, Corey says that he's been to their hangout where they drink beers (gasps) and talk about Satan. Oh my God. (laughs) Like when he said drink beers, I I died. (laughs) They drink beers and say swears. (laughs) (laughs) And then they like cuts over to the reverend and he looks so disappointed. Disappointed. Like that is, yeah. Not like, in my town. No, Corey. How, I failed. How could you? How could you do it? Yeah. So everybody hops in the car to go uh, to raid the Satanist lair. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Gideon sees the same girl from the search party just like creepily hanging out outside <laughs> I, the police station. I, I a little bit wanted her to be like a figment of his imagination. Yeah, like, like she's girl. not there. Why is she just like standing in the dark woods like right outside yeah. this house? Uh, so she tries to run away and he's like, I'm not going. I'm going to go follow her. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody arrives at the Satanist lair and there's a bunch of goth looking kids and they're like headbanging to terrible music and Mike is just standing standing there in this like Christ stance, like a weirdo. And who is Mike? It's Aaron Paul, guys. I'm so excited about it. He does not let us down. He does an amazing oh, job. No, he swings so for the fences. Good. So good. Yes. Um, yeah, I wrote, oh, like my notes just say, oh my God, oh my God, is that Jesse from Breaking Bad? <laughs> Because I couldn't tell because he's wearing so much eyeliner. It's like raccoon level. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like the long bangs down in front of his eyes. And his hoodie up. and Yeah. Yeah. He's a sight. Uh, He looks like he's doing like My Chemical Romance cosplay. Well, the inside of this house is like a Marilyn Manson video from the 90s. Yeah. It's just got like pentagram scrawled all over the paint everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so he just really like, he doesn't run. So it's like, okay, well he hasn't done anything wrong. He's not worried. He seems like a douchebag, not a murderer. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but I, what I was confused about too is 
the sheriff's department went along for this, even though back at the station, they, yeah, say, they say they have it's no outside jurisdiction. their jurisdiction. Yeah, because Hotch is like, we don't have, or we have jurisdiction anywhere we are. Right, I'm so like, does what that- are you, Dora Milaje? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the BAU has jurisdiction wherever the BAU finds themselves to be. I just wasn't sure if like, so by the, because the FBI is present, can they like, quote unquote, call them in to assist and it doesn't matter that it's outside their jurisdiction? I don't know. Because I felt like the FBI should have been there alone, right? If the sheriff's department has no jurisdiction, how can they help make they that? They probably arrest? need somebody to Mirandize people because the BAU clearly they doesn't know, know how, how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> we've never seen evidence that they know how to properly Mirandize a yeah. suspect. Um, so um, I mean, it probably gives you like a lot of street cred if your stupid house party is raided by the FBI. Yeah, seriously, you know? that kid's about to get a lot more popular. Yeah. The LOD is blowing up. <laughs> uh, so Gideon follows that girl um, who's not a figment of his imagination to a church, and she asks him if he believes in God, and he says yes. Um, then Hotch and L are interviewing Mike, um, and the sheriff asks him if he's a Satanist, and Mike explains that the word Satan means opposer. And like, he says a poser, but it sounds like a poser. Yeah, well, he's also that too. Yeah, but it's like, but it actually means adversary, and that would be a better <laughs> word to use, and it doesn't sound like anything else. Um, he does give a fairly coherent speech here. Yeah, though. he's like, Satanism is a movement to counter the hypocrisy of the morals opposed by religion, and Satanists don't believe in any higher powers, good or evil. They're just aggressive atheists. And I'm like, thank you, Mike Zizzo. You're the <laughs> smartest person we've encountered yet in this episode. He really is. And But what I love, it was so cute that he calls all of them the adults, like he's yeah. still a kid. I know. I'm like, Mike Zizzo, I want to hang out with you and drink beers. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about cults. (laughs) Reed can come too. Um, So then Gideon is just sitting there very patiently while this girl is just like talking in circles. And you're like, oh my God, get to the point. You're Mm -hmm. like, oh, you work with Hodge. So you're used to this. (laughs) Uh, But she eventually says that Cherish is missing and that it's all her fault. (gasps) But then we uh, go back to the Satanist lair and Reed confronts Morgan and he's yelling at him about telling Hotch about his nightmares. And he says, I confided in you. I trusted you. And Morgan says that Hotch and Gideon need to know and tells him, like opens up and tells him that he went through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Tells him about a case that he was working where he said like he just needed one more victim in order to be able to properly profile um, this unsub. And then the unsub killed another person and he was like, like when he saw that person, like especially the eyes of that body, he was like, mm. shit, like I asked for this. Like yeah. I said I needed this to happen and it did. Um, there they go, trying to humanize yeah. Morgan and in his like, nightmares. Yeah. It's like, Morgan, you're you becoming a him. human being. Right. Like, could you stop leering at 16 year old yeah. girls, please? Like, this is the Morgan we know and love. Yeah, like, we want to like keep you. Him. Yeah. Um, so then Corey shows up at the house and he's all panicked about Cherish and he's like, oh, but didn't you go to the other building that's behind the house? And you're like, oh, could you be any more suspicious, right? my it's child? Right, it's so suspicious. But I mean, he has a point. Why have they not done a search, a full search of the property? They have not. They have not looked at any of no. this at all. Like Garcia should have been able to like, you know, pull up the like blueprints and yeah. been like, oh, well, there's an outbuilding back like, here. Google Maps, you can see it. Uh, but then we're back at the church and the girl tells Gideon that the skeleton was a hiker who fell off the trail and died. 
um, and that the local kids would go visit it and watch it decompose. Because it's a town full of sociopaths? Yeah, and like gross. And like also That's like- not normal. This, this hiker is a human being who right. had a family who has been like looking for him for, for this whole time. And you guys have just been watching him and not reporting it. So like all of these kids are just- horrible people yeah this is not a normal thing for a group of teenagers to do yeah and i loved it because like up until this point gideon has just been like uh you know like comforting her and like talking to her about like god and all of this stuff and at this point he's just like ew you're yeah. gross yeah <laughs> he's like you're just you know what you're a bad person you're just that's not a good really thing really bad do. this is terrible yeah um, so Hotch and L show Mike the pictures of the skeleton and Adam and the pentagram. And like, he clearly has no idea what any of this is. He's never seen any of this before. Mm. Um, he's like, you just explained that he doesn't believe in Satan as a literal entity to be worshiped. Um, so Reed and Morgan see another, um, uh, another pentagram and LOD spray painted on this outbuilding oh, that this, Corey has led them to. This is the other secret place after the first secret place that he yeah, told that he also about. happens to know yeah. about. And, Wake up! Yeah, how does nobody know like, this? Hmm, didn't you say the unsub was somebody that would want to like insert themselves into the investigation? Wow, it's almost like this weird high school kid that's showing up at all these places Possibly and telling you exactly the, where to go in the most obvious way possible because yeah. mm-hmm. he's an idiot. Um, so then Morgan goes in and he finds Cherish's body in the shed and her eyes are open. Yes. And you're like, Aw. oh, I felt so bad for Morgan. Yeah. So he goes to try to call it in, but there's no reception. Um, yeah, it's really too bad no one can communicate with one another yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Well, you know, too many problems would be easily solved if they could. <laughs> yeah. There'd be no drama. Um, so Gideon, back at the station, pulls everyone out of the interrogation room. Um, and uh, Morgan... Like we're like cutting back and forth. And then Morgan is, he sends Reed back to the LOD's lair and he's like, Hey, you got to go call in the deputies. Um, while Corey's like lamenting his dead friend. And it's very clear that Morgan's like, Hey Reed, why don't you just get, get out the of the hell out of here and be in any other location go that's away, not please. here, mm-hmm. please. And Reed's like, well, okay. <laughs> he's just like, be right back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Gideon tells Hotch and Elle and the sheriff what the girl told him about, about the body. And they're all like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> <laughs> just not normal. Completely appalled. Mm-hmm. Um, and tells him that Mike Zizzo and the LOD kids seem to be the only people that didn't know about the dead yeah, body in the, the woods. What a, a shocker. The only normal kids are the ones with healthy outlets for their emotions. Yeah. Um, and uh, also the girl had told Gideon that the pentagram and the candles are recent additions. Somebody just put them there. And mm-hmm. um, they're obviously trying to set up the LOD for this. Um, so Morgan talks to Corey about profiling and Gideon's pointing out to the sheriff that Corey has been the one to insert himself into the investigation. He's like, hey, by the way, where's your kid? Mm-hmm. Um, so the sheriff says that Corey went to the lair to go see if they found out anything about Cherish. And then the deputy comes in and he's like, hey, there's a gun missing out of the gun locker. Did you lock it up? And the sheriff's like, oh, no. And I'm like, Jesus, how does a child have so access to the police the station's gun locker? Like, you are the worst cops ever. Well, it's Corey of the Shrine. Yeah. Like, they don't need anything like special for Corey. Like, you are just Corey. very bad at your job, Sheriff. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So luckily Morgan's like totally onto this kid and he tells him that he knows the the unsub framed the LOD and inserted himself into the investigation and then Reed just comes like skipping back (laughs) on scene um, because he had no idea why Morgan was sending him away Mm -hmm. and Corey just grabs Reed and holds the gun to his head. Mm -hmm. Um, So he says that he was jealous of Adam but he didn't want to kill Cherish. Um, Reed starts quoting Nietzsche and saying there's no moral reason to kill someone if you're superior to them and then Morgan starts taunting him and then Corey gets really confused and Morgan just tackles them both. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) I'm like, this kid's probably also bad at football. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, you know, Morgan definitely not a Morgan has his strengths and kicking bushes and and tackling children or one of them. Uh, So the uh, playwright Eugene Ionesco, it gives us our second quote, which is, ideologies separate us, dreams and anguish bring us together. Just like they brought the BAU together over their nightmares. Yeah, and you know, now everybody's back on the plane and they're Mm -hmm. all napping. Um, Gideon notices that Reed is not asleep. And he shows him a picture of a family, keeps in the wallet. Um, The woman was a victim that he saved when she was a girl, and she keeps the BAU updated on her life. And Gideon says they all have nightmares, but he likes to fall asleep thinking of the victims that he could save. And he gives Reed the photo. Very profound. You know, it was a really sweet scene, but I'm like, and also therapy yeah like therapy would be very helpful for all of you yeah yeah uh i noticed how much smaller the plane is in these early episodes like later on in the later seasons it's very large and luxurious and like the seats all face in different directions and stuff they have like a couch oh yeah yeah but in these early episodes it's just <laughs> they're really skimping on the on the private jet yeah uh so i did a little research because you know mm-hmm. they say about the no ritual killings yes um did you know that six months after this episode aired, there was a first case of a ritual killing? Really? Yes. Um, it was a, a Jesuit priest in Ohio. Huh. Killed a nun on the altar of their church. Um, she was the caretaker of the chapel. He was convicted of strangling and stabbing her. Um, so this had happened a long time ago. I can't remember if I wrote down what year this originally happened in, and maybe in this, in the 80s, in 1980, he killed her. Didn't get caught. Nobody knew it was him. Nobody, her murder went unsolved. They didn't know why she was killed. They just found her dead on the altar. And, um, he even presided over her funeral mass four days after her death. She was stabbed 31 times, including nine times in the shape of an inverted cross. Hmm. And, um... Yeah, she was, it was bad. And so everything suggested satanic ritual. They couldn't figure out who did it. Many years later, um, they like totally bungled the whole investigation. Yeah. Naturally. Um, And so it wasn't until many years later that they like found something in his possession that implicated him and he wasn't convicted until 2006. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But like, interesting. Here's what I also don't understand. Like, how was that a ritual? Like, wouldn't a ritual infer or like imply that there is like some set series or well, sequence a, of things that you would have to do? I, so, how is it a ritual if it only happens one time? One time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he did it other times and they didn't catch him. Yeah. Maybe that, I don't know. But they said that they just found know- a book about how to perform a satanic black mass 
in uh. his possession. And they thought that the killing was like, maybe it wasn't a ritual killing, but it was a killing as part of a ritual. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly what it was. But in my brief uh, yeah. Google searching, I found that and thought it was interesting. Yeah, so it had is. happened at the be- like before Satanic Panic was even a thing. And then it hadn't... Um, it had just hadn't come to pass until after this episode aired. Yeah. But oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So how would you rate the profile on this one? On uh, accuracy, helpfulness, and plausibility. I mean, great episode, but pretty low on the profile because they were yeah. so focused on the stupid cult thing yeah. that they had literally no evidence for whatsoever. Mm-hmm. This is like a two for me because they're yeah. so heavy on like the heavy metal music. Yeah. It's <laughs> like these are just, you know, like all Satanists are just going to listen to metal music and do have sex and do drugs. Yeah. Like they wear like, signs like, just, I'm a Satanist. Yeah. 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 So, and yeah, they're just like going on about helpful. like Jim Jones and you're like, this has nothing to do with anything. Why are you talking yeah, about Yeah. They were all this? over the place. They couldn't decide what they wanted. Um, so yeah, I didn't think it was yeah, very helpful. It wasn't. Um, as far Maybe as we should rate guest stars. <gasps> Aaron Paul's a 10 for me. Because this is a 10. <laughs> Aaron Paul's a 10. 10. I totally forgot he was in this. He popped on screen and I shrieked. Yeah. So excited. And he delivered. Yes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And I can't even think who I'm going to be this excited about until the next really big one, who I don't even want to say because it's so good, but it's a multi-episode arc and you know yeah you know because you love it too but we'll get there um as far as statistics go uh 91 to 9 white men yeah 91 percent to 9 percent yes white men um hot watch i don't know he didn't really slip for me but not really he didn't do much he tried to be nice to read about the nightmares thing yeah. I guess he's still a nine. You didn't give him any good advice, though. No. Like, talk to a professional. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up about your feelings. You keep your nightmare stock at home. <laughs> but yeah, there wasn't anything too much, I don't know, about him. Um, the next episode is Blood Hungry. Do you remember this one? I didn't until I started my rewatch, and then I shrieked again as soon as it started, like... It has second one. It has the best, the best cold open. It of really, any, does. Any it really does. And the, yeah, it was like the minute I hit play, I was like, ah, I remember this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited for it because it's it's a lot. There's a lot. It's there's good. a lot of elements in that one. A lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, be sure if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to leave us a five star review. You can find us on Instagram at the unsub is a white man. Our theme music is written and composed by Nate Youngblood, and we are produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And join us next time. You can find us in the center of a pentagram drinking beers. (laughs) And swears. (laughs) Talking swears.